Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. So welcome everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm going to be speaking to Kristen Chester. She was actually found out that she had breast cancer at the age of 34. Now it's not only because she was a young breast cancer uh, diagnosis, but she was also six and a half months pregnant with her child. So uh, obviously her whole world has turned upside down. But however, that traumatic experience turned out to be quite transformal, um, leading her to her success and the stressful job, uh, leaving, sorry, leaving her successful and stressful job, (laughs) like most of us done, um, as a management consultant and pursue her dream starting her own fashion brand. Now, she's the founder of Chief Craft or Kaftanista Mm -hmm. or Casa Dinu. I hope I said that right. Um, And so I can't wait to speak about it because why not do, like I always say to people, most of us who get diagnosed get creative. So having said all of that, welcome, Kristen. Welcome. Thank you, Grace. I am so excited to be here and just, you know, on such an amazing podcast that features women who have kind of gone through some of the toughest parts of our lives. And um, it's just awesome to to be with somebody else who's gone through that and has kind of come out on the other side. Um, mm. Again, I'm, I'm Kristen Chester. I, as Grace, as you mentioned, I was diagnosed with triple negative um, breast cancer at the age of 34. I found out when I was six and a half months pregnant, as you, as you mentioned. Um, and that kind of just, as you can imagine, just started a a full trajectory of um, of a life that I did not expect, right, mm-hmm. or had anticipated. And so, mm-hmm. um, after I got diagnosed, um, I, you know, I didn't even know at that point. Like, I, I was, I was diagnosed and I was pregnant. I didn't know what would happen with my baby. I mean, the first thing mm-hmm. that came to my mind is what happens to my to my child mm. um and found out very quickly that you can do chemo while you're pregnant after a certain okay. after a certain kind of developmental uh, perspective mm-hmm. point so did multiple rounds of chemo induced my son rowan um about four weeks early so that i could get in more chemo kind of as quickly as possible um two weeks after i gave birth i was 
back in the chemo chair in the infusion center. Um, and I did another six rounds of chemo. I took a break for a mm. month to recover and then did a double mastectomy and reconstruction. Um, and I've had multiple surgeries since then, uh, just from complications. Um, mm. And it's been about a year and a half since um, since I was um, kind of cleared. Um, and so it's been, um, it's been pretty kind of life altering and changing as I'm sure you mm. find with most of your guests. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> I do. But the thing is why this one here is the different is the, the stories are different is because you happen to be, and it's not because I'm, I'm searching for people young, but you happen to be one of my second youngest guests, oh, really? but not only that. Yes. So, um, but not only that, you're also, um, someone who's gone through not only now, like you said, not only now are you looking after yourself, you have now a child mm -hmm. to look after. After. So that would be, uh, you know, I can only imagine that would be just, wow, like, okay, what happens to my child? Because that's exactly what I thought. What happens there? I didn't know you could do chemo. But, you know, having said that, how did you get through? And I, we're probably yeah. talking about it too early, but how did you get through even the first four months of knowing <sighs> I've just been diagnosed with cancer? I have to have chemo. I've just had a child. I now have to have a double mastectomy or however long that took. Uh, yeah. Now I have to have a reconstruction. I still have to be a mum. <laughs> Did you breastfeed? Did you not breastfeed? You know, all of yeah, these things. All this of, is all important. Yeah. Tip of the, yeah. Tip of the iceberg. So I will mm. um, kind of, I found out actually when I was, um, I was, as I've, as kind of you mentioned in the intro, I was a, a management consultant and my client was down in Mexico. So I was actually down in Mexico when I got the call, um, kind of moved my parents and my, my husband moved Helen High Water to get me on a plane back. Kind of, they flew out from California. We all convened and we met with the doctor that week. Um, and, you know, kind of immediately was, I think, re- you know, found out kind of what the treatment plan was going to be. Um, and I remember the first night my husband and I spent like stayed up all night, like sobbing. And mm -hmm. also, I mean, this is going to sound dumb, but watching fixer upper on HGTV mm -hmm. because we just mm -hmm. needed something to distract our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there was this, I think I, there wasn't quite a sense of relief, but when I found out that, you know, I could do chemo while still pregnant and mm -hmm. everything that had been from all of the research had shown that there's not a negative impact to the child. I mean, that took a huge weight off of my shoulders, mm -hmm. right? Because it was like, I mean, I felt like before I knew that it was like, okay, well, I know my choice is to not do treatment, right? Because I, I can't go under for a, a mastectomy right now because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they can't put me under because um, being I can't go from an anesthesiologist perspective. Um, mm. And so I can delay treatment until I have this baby. Now, I don't know, like my cancer was pretty aggressive. And so from a spreading fast, I was like, okay, well, I could delay it. I could have the baby. And then I don't, I don't know how much that's going to impact kind of my longer term, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, 
viability basically. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if he's going to have a mom for very long. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think it was a huge sense of relief once I learned that it was feasible for me to get to get treatment, um, and also have my baby. Um, obviously it's still in the back of your mind. Like, oh my God, is the key, like what's happening within like in utero? Um, yeah. is going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I think in that first month, it was obviously really, really, really difficult. I think once I got a game plan of what my treatment plan was going to be, then it was like, okay, let's just do it. Like we need to get in there. We need to do it. We have a plan. Let's, let's execute. I honestly think, I mean, there were a lot of difficult things about it, but I think one of the worst things and worst times and parts is, is that time of like unknowing, right? Mm -hmm. And without mm -hmm. having your plan and knowing what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of once we got through that and began to get into the kind of the, the kind of the chemo cycles, um, you, I kind of just got into this mindset of, okay, this is it. This is what we're doing. This is what I have to do. Um, you know, I think the, the first month was really, really, really hard. Um, but I kept just, and I think this is what I did. I tried to do throughout my entire journey is I, I knew that if I, if I, if I didn't, if I didn't keep myself positive and those around me positive, then it was just going to kind of, it was going to manifest itself kind of in my own body. Mm -hmm. Or I just had this feeling like I have to stay positive. Now there were many times where I was alone in my shower, like sobbing, like, because mm -hmm. I was like, and just telling myself like, you are strong enough. You are strong enough. You are strong enough. You can do this. You are like, you are going to be Rowan's mom. Like it mm -hmm. is going to happen. Um, but it took, I mean, I had a lot of, I'm very lucky. I had a lot of like support from my husband, a lot of support from my family, a lot of love from my friends. Um, but it did take, I think a lot of self-will to mm -hmm. remain positive um, kind of throughout that journey and just kind of almost like, I hate to say it, but like a positive, like stubbornness, like mm. I'm not letting, I'm like, I am going to fight this and mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be this little boy's mom and I'm going to be here and I'm going to be healthy. Um, not to say that I didn't have many, many breakdowns, but, um, mm. I think that's kind of, kind of how I got through that first month. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like you just said, you know, you go, you have to, we were talking about, I was actually talking about this with someone who I interviewed a while back and I just happened to just chat with her. And she said, I hate when people say to be positive. And I thought it's not when people say to be, it's not saying just be positive. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm positive. And your mind's like BS you are, you're yeah, not exactly. positive. Yeah. Um, it's how you restructure the way that our brain could, I, you know, I was saying this to her. I said, our, our mind could be our best friend and it could be our worst yes, enemy. Exactly. So our mind could turn around and say, nah, you ain't going to do this because it's always talked like that to us. Always. You know, we would never be best friends. Yeah. So <clears throat> 
what you're doing is you're saying to yourself, I see where you're coming. It's like you looked at it every time you had those moments, you looked at it and you thought, you know what, I'm just going to make sure that you're not going to override me. Because actually one of the things that my surgeon actually said, someone who goes under the knife stressful, apparently the cancer spreads even quicker while you're stressed. So I'm not, and I'm not surprised. And something that I did that was, you know, I was, I also, um, I, which I think is very helpful and I, and Mm -hmm. I highly recommend to those who have the ability to, to get the services is I had a therapist who Mm -hmm. I was using regularly. I mean, she'd been my therapist for years because I had dealt with anxiety and depression and stress for many, many years leading up to this. Mm. Um, and she helped me reframe and, and so I moved from saying like, I know this may not work for everybody, but it worked for me. I I reframed it as instead of like, I'm fighting cancer, I'm doing this. It's like, I am on, this is my healing journey. And, um, and when I go get chemo, it is my healing elixirs. And that is what we're going to call it. And I made sure that when I told my friends, my family, this is what we're calling it. There are power in words. There are power in how we think about things. And so everybody knew like, this is Kristen's healing journey. She's going to go get her healing elixirs. This is what it's going to happen. And, you know, at first I was, you know, I just had to reframe and retrain Mm. my brain um, to make it work for me. Um, Yeah. Because I knew that I was like, there's already enough like shittiness going on right now with this situation. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. I need to reframe it. It is in my power to reframe it. Like it's not a great situation, but like, I need to figure out a way to get through this. And this is my yeah. way. Yeah. And I believe it's it's beautiful the way you said that because I said the same. I'm just on a healing journey. You yeah. know, I never, <clears throat> I loved, I, I put so much love into my cancer. Yeah. And I don't mean say to people love get cancer. I put so much love into it because I knew, like you said, the opposite. If I say I hate it, I don't want it, well, your mind's going to go, well, this is what she wants because she keeps saying the word want want cancer, want cancer. It doesn't hear the word do not want. It just kept hearing want cancer. So I kept saying, yeah, this is, this is, you know what? I didn't let it define who I was. I never let it, for me, it was like, it was like a, a, I I, I use the metaphors, like a broken arm. You don't stop. You keep, you eat, you drink, you go and see friends, you still go shopping, you still do things. That's why I put it under my armpit, like an old handbag and said, we're going. Yeah. I've got no time for you. I love that, yeah. Grace. And that's hmm. it, kind of exactly what I tried to do. And obviously, as you know, like it's hard to get motivated. Mm-hmm. There are many times because you are flat Absolutely. out exhausted and mm-hmm. you are just like that treatment, any any of the treatments kind of just, I mean, you are more tired than you than you can ever even imagine. And I was pregnant and I was going through it. So it was like the yeah. combo, which was... Um, you know, I was flat out, but you know, like you said, it was like, okay, I need to treat this as I tried to separate myself Mm. from the cancer and Mm -hmm. really looked at it as, okay, this is just a ball of highly replicating like cells. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to attach any other emotions to it. I'm not going to attach any other, I'm going to try not to attach any other negativity to it. Of course that came up. Absolutely. Yeah. But if I just looked at it objectively as what mm. this was and that I was doing what I could to 
to treat it and to um, kind of to work to like release it basically. Um, you know, that that's what worked for me. It's not going to work for everybody, but that's kind of the way that I had to reframe and retrain my brain around mm. like the idea of cancer, which I think holds such heaviness, obviously, mm-hmm. for, mm, for absolutely. most everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask that. I guess I've got this question that yeah. do you believe someone who has in your situation, if you were to step out and just be a woman diagnosed with breast cancer yeah. but wasn't pregnant and yeah. things like that, do you think you would have had the same strength and what I mean by that is yeah. I'm not a mother myself, but I know that where the moment you become a mother, you are a totally different person. <laughs> you are now more protective of everything. Yeah. So I understand that. I understand that from a woman's point of view that you become even more protective. Do you think that you even stepped it up because you ha- were having a child? Does oh, that make sense? Oh, no, no, it totally does. It, I, mm. it, I absolutely did. I mean, I have like no, I think. I liked, I like to think that if I hadn't been pregnant, I mean, and this was my, my first and only child, but if I hadn't been mm-hmm. pregnant, I like to hope and think that I would have approached it in a similar way. Mm-hmm. However, I think that there was a like fierceness and determination that was there because I was, I this was another life that I was carrying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, wanted desperately to bring this life into the world. And also more than that, you know, be this little boy's mom and mm-hmm. like give him a beautiful life. And so I absolutely do think that that, that the fact this happened while I was pregnant and then while I was a kind of a first time mom of a mm. of my, my first son or any, I think any child, right. I think mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it had that absolutely extra level of fierceness that I yeah. may not have had. Yeah. And then now we're, we're you've, so you're going through your chemo, you're yeah. pregnant, you've had your baby boy, beautiful baby boy, mm-hmm. and now you're still going through chemo. So how did you then juggle, um, not just physically, emotionally, psychologically, how did you <laughs> juggle being mum and also being yeah. a, um, a cancer, you know, who, someone who was healing themselves? Yeah. I mean, it was, um, it was really hard. Um, and, and I would say like, you know, the first month was, was hard, but I would say after giving birth to Rowan for multiple, multiple, multiple months afterwards, it was, um, very emotional. I mean, emotionally hard. I had, I was very lucky, um, in that my, my, so my parents, cause this all happened in, well, I was diagnosed in January, 2020, kind of the world shut down in, April, March, 2020, March, April, my son was born April 10th. Um, Mm. and so, and my parents had come out to help with, as I was, you know, starting up chemo treatments and stuff. Mm. And they actually, they live in Los Angeles. I live in Atlanta and they actually got stuck basically Mm. in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Of course. Yeah. And so, I mean, they could go back, Mm. but it was all the unknowns that were happening and they also didn't know 
how or when they were going to be able to come back in time for Rowan's birth. So mm. um, I had my husband supporting me. I had my my parents here supporting me and helping to take care of Rowan. Um, but I think the hardest part was I felt so, I was so drained and exhausted physically and yeah. just like beat down that I didn't feel like I was like being a good mom, you yeah. know? And mm. like, especially as like a first, I mean, I just didn't feel like I was not that I didn't connect with him, but I mean, there are many, mm -hmm. like that's normal for many, many absolutely, women absolutely. after they've yeah. given birth, but I didn't feel like I, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't the one who was, I, I didn't breastfeed because mm -hmm. of the chemo that was, would be then mm -hmm. kind of going to him. Correct. So, you know, I would, I would, I would feed him and I would hold him, but you know, most of like my support structure was taking care of him for most of the time because, and they were also taking care of me because mm -hmm. I was in bed for mm -hmm. a lot of it. And I would have days where I couldn't get out of bed and then have some days we're kind of at the end of my chemo cycle where I'd start to have more energy and be able to engage more, mm. but it was really, 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 um, depressing and difficult because I felt like, Hey, I was a first time mom. Right. So mm, like trying to navigate, course, yeah. figuring out yeah. what that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I was a first time mom who like, didn't feel like she was doing enough for her son, but also like physically, like was not necessarily capable of doing that. Um, so, you know, I think it, it was very, I mean, I just remember like crying, crying, crying to my mom, to my husband, just that, you know, I, I just, I felt awful. I felt like I wasn't mm. being the mom, a good enough mom for him. Mm. Um, so but I, I, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to you and I thank you for sharing that yeah. moment. Um, but I believe if anything, you stepped up to be the best mum for Rowan because you needed to be there. You yeah. didn't give up. You yeah. never once gave up on him. Yeah. You didn't give up on yourself. So the thing is, um, I mean, this is a process you'll process through if you, if you, um, you're probably going through it or you yeah. probably have gone through it. Um, but you know what I mean? But this is a process that you'll eventually see, you know, down the line, you look back on it. And, you know, one of the things that my husband always talks about in his coaching is never look at things too sided, look at things in a sphere. Oh, I love so that. when you go back, look at things in all sides. So when you get those moments thinking, yeah. you know, what you just said, look at things in all sides, you know what I, I mean, that. to help you process it. Because this is a child who loves you unconditionally. Yeah. You know, you got to remember that this child loves you unconditionally. So, um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So I want to now touch on. Yeah. So here you are, you, you, so you're a mom now, you know, you've gone through your chemo, you're, you're, yeah. you're going through the process of healing on your journey. And then, no, so when did the, 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 um, the dream of starting your own business come in? When did that <laughs> Did that yeah. start before? Was that always like that? Was always like hanging out in the yeah. ether, and yeah, I was, um, <laughs> you know, I had. It was never fashion. That was never. Mm. But I always knew since I was a little little girl that I, I always had ideas, like business ideas, and um, I remember talking like 
with my aunt um, and like coming up with different little business ideas, like board games and like, and, and all kinds of things. Um, but I had, I mean, I had followed like a pretty like traditional corporate path um, and had been pretty successful in that and mm. had never, you know, found like the right idea or an idea that I was going to like jump ship to go pursue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I was going through this healing journey um, and, you know, it was, you know, chemo and then, and then the surgery and, you know, you, you, you literally, I mean, at least I, and I, I, I know, cause I've talked to a lot of other women, like you not only like physically feel like at your lowest, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look very different than mm-hmm. what you yeah. think of yourself on the inside. Yeah. And it's, um, and it can be quite shocking. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and even though it's like, okay, we all say like, okay, like, you know, I'm not vain or, you know, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. it's still that the outward kind of manifestation of you is not matching kind of who you believe to be on your inside. And that's really, really difficult. And, um, and I remember that I was, so I was feeling just so low, low, like energy. Um, and then I was in these, this uniform of just like men's oversized button down shirts and men's oversized sweatpants, because that was what was comfortable. I was in bed most of the time. I mean, I probably showered like once every five days or something, Mm. you know, it was just like, I just, and I remember catching myself in the mirror and being like, that's like, that's not you. And not that that's a problem. Like that's what I need to be wearing. And, and that's where I was at. And I just had this like glimmer of, I just wish that I could be wearing something that was so comfortable, but was also like made me feel Mm. chic and fabulous and glamorous, even though I'm feeling at my worst. Mm. And so I just had this like silly idea. I was like, I don't know why people aren't wearing like, I would really love a, like a 1960s, super bold, colorful caftan. And I could just Mm. lounge around in all day, go to my chemo appointments. Um, And it was just an idea that I had. And I joked around about it, like with my sister and with other people for a long time, like for a year. Um, And then I ended up, not less, it was probably less than a year, but I ended up back in the one. And then I ended up kind of just sharing it with some other women who hadn't gone through cancer, but were my age. And and they're like, whoa, whoa, like we would want that. And Mm. I was like, oh, like this isn't just some silly idea that I came up with. And so I ended up back in the hospital because I had complications from my reconstruction and I was there Mm -hmm. for a week. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was so bored. I had gone through all the Netflix, all the Amazon (laughs) Prime and like my mind was just not being used. Yeah. And this is sounds so silly, but I literally Googled, how do you start a, a fashion brand? And Perfect. I started to research and I started mm. to pull things together. Um, and I fa- happened to find an amazing like um, incubator for sustainable fashion startups. And I think by the grace of the universe, they were 
like the applications for the next round of students were due the next day. And I said, okay, let's do it. I threw in an application for this silly idea I had and they accepted me. And that was last June. And wow. Now I'm planning to launch kind of my first collection um, in in June of this year. So wow, it's definitely not something I ever, ever imagined I would be doing. And um, but I I do think it's part of this, part of the healing process. Yeah. Is this creativity coming out in ways that like I just never expected. Well, the, you know, it's it's quite funny because like yourself, I came from corporate Australia, if you want to say that. Um, I worked in all of, we have four leading banks and I worked in three of the four leading yeah. banks, you know. So I was always, you know, traveling for the banks and things like that, interstate, all of that stuff. Then I, I had enough of it and I went into construction with my husband. So for 10 years, I was the, you know, the office girl. So yeah. I was still looking at finances, things like yeah. that. <clears throat> And then I realized, you know, going through my path and all that, the name behind me has always been there mm. when I met my husband. I met my husband 21 years ago. Yeah. So just bear with me because I'm just going to. Yeah. Take your time. Sorry about that. So I let, I met my husband 21 years ago and the name behind me, the Angels of Grace, I always, I actually um, registered the name I and I had no idea. That is actually, so my surname, DeAngeli, is the Angels of. Yeah. So, and that's why I did it. You know, I just love the name. So I yeah. always used to say, may you find your angel, the Angels of Grace, but I never had anything. It was, it was stuck in the bottom of a drawer. Yeah. Didn't even look at it. Yeah. Until, like you said, the moment you sort of go, well, it's, you know, you here you are in, in a corporate job, in a beautiful, like successful corporate job, but it's not doing you justice. Yes. And, <laughs> and I love the way you said, because I always talk about your authenticity. Mm-hmm. When you're con- not congruent with who you are, that's when it's going to start ruffling feathers. Th- something's going to give. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I... I mean, I have, listen, I'm this, and I am, I am no doctor, so I do not, but I, I have a very strong genetic history of breast cancer in my family. Oh, my mom okay. had breast cancer. She's um, now five, seven years out, I believe. My grandmother had breast cancer. She passed away at the age of 54. My great grandmother had breast cancer. She passed away in her seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've been tested, genetically tested you know, they haven't found any of the genes. My mom has mm. one of the genes. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't have one of the genes. It just means that they don't yeah, know what it is yet. Correct? Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. However, I do believe that the stress and anxiety that I went through for the last decade of my life um exacerbated a cancer that was already going to happen at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. But made it happen earlier. Um, I just, I just kind of deep down know that that's what's what happened and, or have a, have a theory that that's what happened. And so that it was that, you know, as you say, kind of in authenticity and incongruence that I think helped to bring this about and, you know, yeah. I hate when people say things happen for a reason, but sometimes they do. They and, do. Yeah. They do. 
Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, I always say the, I always say to people, was I surprised I had breast cancer? Yeah. yeah. Was I surprised I got breast cancer? No. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, because at part of me, when you look back, you realize, hang on a minute, I haven't been honest with who I was inside. Yeah. I need to start being honest with me. Uh, and that's when we sort of, and, and I always say to people, don't, uh, don't wait for the the baseball bat. For me, this was a yeah. baseball bat. Oh, yeah, me too. And, yeah, so don't wait for the baseball bat. Do what is more authentic to yourself because if you don't do it, and like yourself, you're, you, I, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm just going to yeah. assume here and I shouldn't, in my hallucination, like I say, <laughs> I would say that you were looking, you were doing a nine-to-five job like the rest of us thinking this is going to pay the bills, I've got to yeah. do a nine-to-five job. Yep, you know, I'm moving up in the ladder here and there, you know, it's all da 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 but it wasn't who you were. No, I mean, you know? I, and I, and there were lots of elements I loved about my job and I loved the people and, and I was good at it. And, um, absolutely. And it was hard to, but there was always something that was like an undercurrent that mm. I just kept pushing away. And, yeah, yeah. um, and again, like, and, and also just, I mean, there were, I think, as you said, like the baseball bat is a perfect analogy. I feel like I had mm. multiple things that happened to me in the years leading up to my diagnosis that mm. were like, okay, it's time. Okay. It's time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kristen, we're here. We're going to remind you again. And then it was finally like, okay, sorry. Like you're not paying attention. We're going to bring in the big guns. And, yeah. um, and that's what happened. But see, isn't it the thing is you we were I was talking to one of um a, another lady just the other day, and we look at it as a gift. And a yes. lot of people think, how could you look at it as a gift? You look at it as a gift. And the reason I say that, it's not just the fact that you know you're now into fashion and stuff like that, you know, you're doing a brand, things like that. What I mean by the gift is it allows us to reset who we were put on this earth to be and our purpose in life. And our purpose, no matter what it is, and it can change all the time but we're what it's done is it's reset us to be more authentic and I always say to people no matter whether you're going to go in 20 years or 20 days or 20 seconds if you know who you are on the inside you're ready to check out no matter what time yeah. but the thing is it gets us sometimes life says I'm gonna push you because I need you to when when the day comes in 100 years from now I need you to go I'm, good. Right, I'm good I did it I did no. it you know, and not, oh, I should have, I should have got an extra client. Oh, I should have brought an extra house. Yeah. It's not going to be about that. Totally. And, and I think what was like some, and this is, I am, I'm very open. Like I am still very much in the process and like in the process of processing as well as mm -hmm. in the process. Right. And yeah. I have always, even I remember like since of being a little, little girl, kind of had this um, very colorful, fiery, bold kind of like spirit inside of me. Mm. But I was always very self-conscious and very, and I'm like, I muted myself mm -hmm. and um, I continued to like, I, it's this kind of analogy that I did, it like, it came to me as like, it's like this kind of putting layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. And it took 
this breast cancer and being pregnant and, and all of this as like a push to be like, uh, she's, she needs to come out and mm. you need to like come into who that person is. Absolutely. And, and that's part of this brand that I'm creating is, is I want to create like incredibly like comfortable, but like bold, colorful, like powerful feeling clothes mm. for women to help them feel that way and to unearth kind of what that fiery spirit is within them. And, and I'll be honest and like, I'm still figuring that out for myself, like, and figuring it and getting comfortable with that, right. Mm. Getting comfortable with, mm-hmm. Oh, like this, this is in, in me and I'm putting it mm-hmm. out there, but I'm still like, Oh God, how are people going to react? You know, like, yeah. you know, and should I like tamper myself down and, I mean, that's kind of the part of the process that I'm in now. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I always say that. The thing, it's actually quite interesting because I I did, I was like that too. I, you know, suppressed, uh, you know, I was the the wife, you know, my, my my husband always stepped forward, even though he was the sort of husband that was like, you need to, to walk beside me, stop yeah. walking behind me. I grew up in an environment, you know, where no, 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 the man is, do, you know, whatever the man wants, whatever the man needs, you look after him, da, 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 da. And I never put my needs but the moment I was diagnosed, it's like, okay, yep, sorry. this is what I need now. Yep, yep. And you're going to listen to me now. So uh, exactly. so please don't ever, le- we learn the word no for others, yep. not for ourselves. Yes. No, that makes sense. So, so, so true. <laughs> yeah. So but the thing is now, so you've got this, you know, I love the fact that you're actually starting off this brand and, you know, and, and you're doing these clothes and things like that. So, so. I love the way because what you you said before is it's it's part of you. So you're mm-hmm. you're expressing yourself through the colors, through the styles, and everything like that. But also, what you'll find is, or do you find that you're actually looking at others, women who have also like you and I, they're hiding. Yeah, they're hiding. So it's not necessarily like you said. It's not necessarily just women with breast cancer. Right. It's anyone who. It's any woman we've been told to be a certain mold when we're trying to break through that mold and we're not feminists trying to break through and grow our hairy armpits and things (laughs) like that we're just trying to be who we we were born to be yeah um and I, i i honestly think most women i could be wrong like most women have this incredibly like it's this beautiful combination of like nurturing and also Mm, fierceness and boldness and fieriness and creative Mm -hmm. source. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's society or whether it's you just get bogged down in the day-to-day of everyday life, Mm -hmm. I think, and we, I think we're just as, as women and as kind of how society has kind of trained us to be, Mm -hmm. as you said, we put, everybody else's needs above ours. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I just want, I want to create, I understand that they're just clothes, but I want to create clothes Mm. that help women feel that way. Right. And start to express some of that. And it's like, my clothes aren't going to appeal to every woman. Right. But, Mm. um, you know, I want them to feel like joyful and like exuberant and, and, and vibrant when they put them on. Um, mm. And, and that's really 
my my goal with with Casadano is is to do that, right? It just happens to be mm. through clothes, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what I'm yeah. But the, like the thing is, it's you just you know you just said about women who are nurturing, but we're fierce. Yeah, I mean the biggest example of that is Mother Earth. Yeah, she can nurture you and she can destroy you, you know. Absolutely. So the thing is, that's who that's what it is. That's what us women are. And we and and the and the reason I wanted to bring I, I stress this is because as I said, you're not just a breast cancer survivor, you are a breast cancer survivor with a newborn. Yeah. And I want people to understand that that's possible as well. Okay, yes. so don't feel it's not possible. Um you know, so and and like you're saying, now you're bringing in this fire, fire. You're, you're creating, and what it's doing is it's healing your path. It's healing your path. So yeah. I quite, I quite like that. So you know what I mean. I quite like the fact that it's, it's not only are you creating this. I always say to people, you are now at service to others, no matter yeah. how it is. Exactly. You're put at service for others, um, and I think that's that's an amazing thing to do. I really do. Are you wearing one of your your I outfits am. now? This is, um, I am. It's um, this is beautiful. Thank you. You can't really. Sorry, I'm going up and down. That's all right. That's okay. Um, but I am. Yeah, and it's for this first collection. And actually, you'll I think you'll appreciate this. So I'm I'm also Italian heritage and also mm-hmm. and, and Irish heritage. And mm-hmm. so actually, the name Casadano, um, Danu is one of the kind of original Celtic or Irish, it's like creation goddess. And Casa in Italian is house. So house House of Danu. And Mm. so I wanted something that brought kind of my ancestry through in terms of the name. Um, And so for this, and this first collection um, that I'm going for, it's going to be small, um, it's just going to be, um, kind of one caftan and then I'm doing a coordinated set of a, of a blouse and a pant, but in fun print and bold, bright colors, like there are no neutrals in this, in this world. Um, (laughs) and, um, and the, the collection theme is La Dolce Vida. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole (laughs) idea of that there is a sweetness to every moment of life. And Mm -hmm. I think I took that for granted before I went through my, my journey. And so I wanted to make sure to, I think from this first collection to not only represent my heritage and my ancestry, but also really focus in on this beauty of take advantage of every moment of life and enjoy it. Like there's pleasure yeah. in it. Enjoy mm. it. And mm-hmm. um, so that's what the first collection is inspired by. Um, yeah. And and so it's really fun. It's it's a really, I mean, it's stressful starting a business, um, as <laughs> I'm sure you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going through all of the ups and downs of that. Um, but when I kind of take a st- take, take time to step back and it's like, oh, I'm, I have, I'm actually creating something really beautiful that is also, it's a manifestation of me. It's part of my healing process. Um, but I'm also really hopeful that it's going to bring other women joy. 
Absolutely. And and the thing is what you got to look at too is, like you just said, you're going through the ups and downs. But if you're on a road trip and it's a straight road (laughs) for 20 hours, it is so boring. Right. Whereas, you know, if you've got a roadblock, if you've got a, you know, pothole, you've got roadworks, you've got an accident that's happened up ahead or something, or there's a massive wind coming through. You know what I mean? It's just something changed. And you adapt. Yeah. It's part of the adventure. And what do you do? You adapt. You don't turn back. You just stop the car and you adapt to that. Oh, there's a pothole. i got to go around it. Oh, there's roadworks. Okay, i got a detour. Oh, there's a wind coming. Okay, i got to sit back and embrace. So you know what I mean? And and that's the beauty of our journey in life. And like you said, though, it's appreciation. Yeah. You don't realise how much, you know, uh, one of them, don't know if it was Seneca, someone, and I'm going to misquote it unbelievably, but talks about, um, you know, it's not how it's not that we don't have a lot of time. It's we spend time wa- on wasted. Yes. Exactly. So, and that's what it is. What happens is un- unfortunately, but fortunately, we get to the point like us to where life says, I don't want you to waste anymore. Absolutely. I need you to, I need you to wake up. I need yeah. you to understand how beautiful and how precious that this is. And it humbles you. I don't know about you, but it humbled oh, yeah. me so much. You know, I was never one to be, oh, you know, push everyone down, but no. it, it, I just became so humble. So yeah. humble. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And it just was a, I mean, as, as, I mean, I think everybody would expect, right? Like, but just a huge, huge wake up to say, okay, like it is time to, I had been putting mostly work ahead of everything else in my mm. life and it, ahead of myself, ahead of my health, ahead of my marriage, ahead of mm. my family, ahead of my friends. Um, and I think the combination of, of the breast cancer and what I went through, having a baby, all of that together was like, okay, it's, you, you've got to enjoy this life, right? Yeah. I mean, it could end tomorrow. Like you said, you could be hit by a truck, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so start doing something that you want to do. And yeah. it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but um, yeah, you should just do it. <laughs> But isn't that the fun part when it's not easy? Because like I said before, if it was just easy, it'd be boring. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? But we don't, we're not, I don't get us wrong. You know, those that are watching or listening, we're not telling you to struggle and stress. We don't want you to stress anymore. We don't want you to struggle anymore, but we want you to enjoy the highs and lows, you know, look at them, learn from them, appreciate them and be grateful for them because it allows us to grow to who we're supposed to be today. So the thing is, so your, your collection comes out in June, you said, which are super exciting. Um, And after this, uh, I'll, I'll discuss, I think there's someone who would be a really amazing if if you if you happen yes. to get woman, yeah. um, because she's a breast cancer survivor and she's also a model. Um but, <laughs> always um, good. <laughs> yeah, so double double whammy there. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, so so it comes out in June. So where can people find you? Where can people find yeah. more about this collection? Of so you can um, find me um on Instagram at 
at Casa Danu. Um, and then also, um, I send most of like a lot of my updates, um, through my email list. So if you go to mm -hmm. casadanu.com, you can sign up and I send emails probably once every two to three weeks. So I'm not in your inbox constantly, but mm -hmm. it's just about the kind of journey of starting this business, um, insights into the decisions I'm making around the collection, getting my kind of my community's feedback on what they want, what they like, what they don't like, um, and giving them all the updates kind of leading up to launch. Um, and yeah, the goal is fingers crossed that every, all the ducks line up that, um, that we launch in June. Um, and that people are wearing fabulous caftans and, um, great, beautiful Palazzo pants, um, come our summertime, your guys' winter time, but. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Don't remind me. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this question. Like here, here we are an, a year and a half later and, you know, if you could sit across from yourself yeah. right now, um, if you could watch yourself from a different, like you're in the same room and you're watching yourself, what would you say about Kristen today? Yeah, I would, um, I would first say you are, you're coming out the other end um, and you are so much stronger than you know you are. Um and there's a lot of beautiful, fun, amazing things ahead that you cannot, you wouldn't, you can't even imagine at this point. Um, and they're coming your way. And so just stay strong, stay grounded within yourself, stay loving and stay positive um, because you're going to get there and it's going to be... I, way different than you could have ever imagined, but in the best possible way. Wow. That is so beautiful. That is, I, I, I'm sitting here holding my hands so I don't cry. Um, so yeah, because it, it is, it's, it's, it's when you're able to say that to yourself, it's the most empowering moment um, that I, I, I do it as well. You know, I tell people that I can stand in front of the mirror and tell myself that I love myself so much. I have my back. Yes. I always say, Grace, I have your back. Nothing's going to happen to you. I, I have your that. back. Uh, and when you can really say that, even if it's in tears in your eyes, but you can really say it from the soul, it's the most beautiful moment where you can connect with your inner self, you know. So, and that's, and I can see your authenticity. I really mm -hmm. can. So, and, and I love it. So, um, I want to be able to let you bring anything else up that yeah. you want to share. Absolutely. No, I, I think that, um, I think for women, any woman who, who might be listening, who maybe was just diagnosed or or who is going through it, mm. um, I just... A, you know, I think your journey is going to be your own journey. And I think what's worked for me, what's worked for Grace may not work for you. But um, but just I want you to know that this is not the end of your journey at all. And that you are absolutely not alone. I think what I have found since 
going through my healing journey is there's such a powerful community of women who've gone through this experience. And it's something that I, I just didn't have the energy for. And I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, I knew cause my mom had gone through cancer. My grandma had gone through cancer. Mm. I had known other women who'd gone through cancer, but I, I didn't, I didn't take the time or energy to reach out to those. And that's just where I was at. Um, but there really is such a huge, amazing, powerful group of women who have walked this path. It's not going to be your exact path. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage you to, to reach out and be open and, and, and share where you're at, because I promise you that that other person who's walked that path is will love you even if they've never met you. They will support you. They will have your back and um and it become it can become such a source of, of strength. So mm, beautiful. And that and that's exactly you know what I appreciate when I have people on my you know podcast is because you know we're we're not here to brag about our journey. We're here to step up and say, hey, it's okay. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Regardless what you're going through, you're going to be okay. I, you know, the cliche of this too shall pass, but it's true. Yeah. This too shall pass no matter what you're doing. But also what we're sort of saying as well is this is why I have people like yourself mm-hmm. is because I want people to understand that there's just be yourself, be the best version of who you were yesterday. That's right. it. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel, reinvent the wheel. You're not trying to be anything other than yourself. What you're trying to say is, hey, here I am. Let me show you who I am. And you're expressing it through the boldness, the colors, mm-hmm. who you are, which is beautiful. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I wish you and Rowan and your family Thank you. so much blessings, so much Thank goodness. You so much um, he, is he walking yet? He's not. He's he's working on walking. There you <laughs> go. See? Don't worry. Once I get started, you'll be running. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I really appreciate you sharing your story. You guys, you can follow Kristen Chester uh, on her Instagram, on her Facebook. I'll have all the links below. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also got uh, giveaways. It says sign up for the Casa de Nu newsletter to receive Kristen's exclusive mm-hmm. Dolce Vita checklist. I can't wait. The yeah. thing is, I, I you, you, we talk June, but June's actually just around the corner. I know. It's crazy. No I'm pressure. Having- I am having, like, speaking of, like, don't stress, don't struggle. I am kind of in the stress struggle, like, ah, but um, we're going to get there. So You know what? Instead of looking at it as stress and anxiety, look at it as excitement because the, 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 the feeling of anxiety and the feeling of excitement are actually the same. Absolutely. It's- so look at it as oh, I'm so excited I'm so and <laughs> I'm excited for you. I Thank can't you. wait. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely have you back on so you can we can talk to. about and we can share this. We could actually you could probably do this little you know uh, catwalk to. for us with your would, with your clothing. I would absolutely love to, Grace. And it has been such just an honor and just a pleasure speaking with you and, and being able to speak to your guests and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here for anything that you need or anybody that kind of that is listening needs like don't hesitate to to mm. reach out. 
And I always say that too. I always say, you know, like you just said before, my story might not resonate with someone, but someone is listening or watching, it resonates with them. So I'm sure if you reach out to Kristen and say, hey, you know, can I just to pick your brain for five yeah. minutes and let you know this is the thing what we love doing you know we're not you know as we both said we our journeys are all different but we can say something that just puts a seed in someone gives that person so much faith so much hope and so much understanding that there's more to it than just being the diagnosis so i really really appreciate your time um like i said i'm super excited for you uh, I wish you all the best. I'm proud that you're doing what you're doing. You know, I, I, I see it. I see it through the camera. I see the boldness. I see the authenticity. Um, but I also see the gratitude and the humbleness in you. So thank you so much for being on my you, podcast. Grace. No, I've loved thank it. Thank you. you so much. <laughs> thank you. And to everyone else, like I say, thanks for listening in. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today. And I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.